Listeners, before I start episode three, I want to take a moment to just give you some words of encouragement. Um, the snippet that you heard by Zacardi Cortez, you just don't know. When I tell you that that song resonates within my heart on so many levels, um, I actually get teary-eyed just thinking about it. So um, from time to time, I will start my podcast off with words of encouragement, words of prayer, uh, meditation from my heart. And so this morning, I don't know what you may be going through. I don't know what news you may have received the week before. I don't know what this week has in store. But I want to say, God, I come to you and I ask that whatever it is, whatever situation, whatever issues that are on the hearts and minds of my listeners, as well as myself, I ask that you will allow them to realize that whatever it is, it is not too much for you. There have been so many times in my life, God, that I've wanted to give up. I've wanted to just cry out. I've wanted to say the hell with it all. But one thing that is for sure, and that is each time that I have felt like giving up and throwing in the towel and and I've reached the point of where I feel like I'm going to break, you've given me strength. The strength has come out of nowhere in my eyes, but I know that, that with you, You knew you were just waiting to see if I was going to cry out to you. And so, God, I ask that you be with me as I deliver a message, as I try to be as transparent as I possibly can. And I hope that something I say on today will be beneficial and will be helpful to those who hear it. In your name, I continuously pray. Amen. So we're going to go ahead and start with episode three and episode three, of course, is going to be a little bit different than episode one and episode two, Um, mainly because they're different episodes or this is a different episode. But more importantly, I go in a different direction. The the very first episode was with my son. The second one, um, I kind of focused on being undecided, but this one is entitled You Just Don't Know. So over the course of my life, I have been classified or categorized as a strong individual when I was a child and more so as an adult. And as I listen to that song, You Just Don't Know by Zacardi Cortez, if you get an opportunity, please listen to the full song Um, the very first time I heard it tears began to roll down my face because in actuality people they don't know they you you know you can tell them bits and pieces about what's going on in your life and even if they are very close to you they get an opportunity excuse me an opportunity to experience some of those things that go on in your life but there's only one person who truly truly knows what goes on in your life. And that's you. And if you believe in a higher power, um, then that higher power also knows. And I know for myself, I don't carry my feelings on my sleeves. I I don't really talk about what's going on with me. And so many times people feel as if everything is always okay, when in fact it's not. 
Um, I cannot begin to tell you the amount of times that I have sat in the chapel at Arkansas Children's Hospital and cried because I didn't want my son to see the hurt and the pain and the the agony and the anxiety that was in my eyes, that was in my heart. When I had told him, baby, everything is going to be okay. You got mom here, your number one fan. God is going to come through like he always. So it's like I, I created a script in order to preserve his feelings, in order to make him feel a certain kind of way. But there was never anyone there to preserve mine. And the majority of the time... <clears throat> that I have been a mother, I've, I've gone through it by myself. And when I say gone through it by myself, I'm, I'm not discrediting anybody because it definitely takes a village. But I'm saying when things, I'm just going to be honest, when shit hits the fan, when the grit hits the pavement, the responsibility has always fallen on me. And that has hardened my heart. And that has a lot to do with why my tolerance, not just with men, but with just with people, period. My students, administrators, I have a very, very low tolerance for stupidity. I am not one of those professors where I say there is no such thing as a dumb question. Yes, the fuck it is. And when you ask me, I'm going to tell you that. And I've had to realize over the years that the reason that I'm that way is because I have to put on so many other hats as a woman. And it irritates the fine follicle in my asshole. I know that was very descriptive. I had to think about that for a minute, but it irritates me. That, that just lets you know that it really irritates. I don't even think it's a such thing as a fine follicle, but shit, the fine hair that's in my ass because I get a wax. It bothers me to no end when a man tells me, Edwina, you need to man down. You need to watch how you talk to me. I respect those who respect me. I don't care if you're a child, if you're an elder, if you are a, a young adult, or you somebody my age. If you don't respect me, I don't respect you. I, I don't look at gender. When it comes to respect. And I said that to say. When I have to deal with the things that I have to deal with. I have to deal with paying my bills. I have to deal with making sure that my bills are not only paid. But that they are paid on time. If I want my credit to stay in good standing. I have to take care of my child. My child has had open heart surgery. My child has had pneumonia. My child has had a stroke. My child has had multiple surgeries. My child has sickle cell. He goes in for apheresis exchange every four weeks. He had braces. You fucking name it. And my son has more than likely had to had, had to deal with it in some shape, form, or fashion. You know, <clears throat> When we're talking about surgery and just just medical issues, you know, he doesn't have diabetes or anything like that, but he has enough. And when you're talking about just dealing with that, we're not even talking about, you know, buying the clothes yet. 
We're not talking about taking him to get a haircut. We're not talking about making sure that he eats properly and he has a well-balanced diet. We're not talking about homework. We're not talking about social activities, extracurricular extracurricular activities. We're not talking about fees. We're not talking about field trips. We're not talking about going on vacations. We're talking about simply his medical concerns. So in addition to all of his medical needs, all of those other things compiled. We hadn't got to me yet. I can't afford to be sick. I can't afford to have a bad day. And so when a man tells me and we a man down and I just had to get my car out the shop for the third time in six fucking months. And I had to pay for that and I drive a BMW. That shit ain't cheap. So that's maintenance on top of the car note, on top of the car insurance. So when you when you take all of that into consideration, then you must understand it has nothing to fucking do with you. So if I can be this strong, independent, resilient woman with everything else that life throws at me, why on earth? Would you possibly think that I'm going to be a doormat when it comes to dating? Does that mean being a bitch? No, two totally different things. Does that mean being disrespectful? Does that mean being emasculating? No, that's different. But if you can't understand my strength, you can't understand me as a woman. And so again, going back to the song, when I heard it, you just don't know excuse me, I was listening to it or I was listening to some songs by Zacardi Cortez and I had never heard that one before. And I was, I was doing, uh, writing out my, um, my monthly bills and and paying them as I was writing them out. I have a a unique little system. My friend Crystal kind of rags me about it. And Crystal, I have you to know, I have moved from the composition notepad. Now I do an Excel spreadsheet. But anyway, I was paying my bills and we're in a global pandemic. And I'm fortunate to have had a nice nest egg in the event something happened. But we all know it doesn't matter how much money you have. If you're not putting back into that. It continues to what? Deplete, 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 deplete. And I don't know about you, but sometimes God can bless me so well, so well, that I just get full. And I had that moment. I had that moment as I was sitting in my kitchen and I was I was uh, paying my bills and I went to pay my lease note and they had subtracted a significant amount of money from my note for the month. And a lot of it has to do, or not a lot of it, it had to deal with, um, there's been an ongoing issue with the leak in my ceiling. 
like for two years. I've reported it to corporate. We've, we've gone back and forth, back and forth. I, and it, it got to a point that I just became extremely frustrated with it and, and just said, you know what? I'm just going to have to move. So I told corporate that I love where I stay, but I can't continue to stay here. And you're going to have to move me out at your expense. Well, that was months ago. And it's just been, like I said, it's been an ongoing, ongoing thing. <clears throat> I found out last week um, that my son has to have another heart procedure. Um, there's uncertainty with, you know, most educators. We we have no idea what's really going to go on. So I'm like, am I going to have a job? Am I not going to have a job? So you get the point. There were... Things And as they say, when it rains, it pours. And it was getting me down. And I again, I consider myself to be a strong, resilient um, <clears throat> woman. However, I had reached a point that I didn't want to do anything. I didn't even want to get out of bed. And after hearing the news that my son needs another procedure done to his heart, I damn near lost it. I held it together for him. But when we left the hospital, I took him to Benny Hunters as a treat. I left him in the car. He was tired. He was sleepy. It was a long day. And I left the air on. And little did he know I was glad he didn't want to go in because I went into Benny Hunters. I placed the order and I sat on that bench and I cried and I got it out of my system. And I said, God, I don't know how much more I can take. I don't. I'm at my wits end. I'm doing this by myself. I have no help. And God, is not that I'm complaining at all. But I need you to give me some relief. I need you to give me a break. And when I tell you, <clears throat> no sooner than... I said those words. I put that into the atmosphere. My world changed. And and I can't even begin to go into detail with how much my world changed. But it seemed as though things I had been praying for, things I had, had just given up on, they turned around in a matter of minutes. And I know that that's, that's not the case. God is not a magician, but he is the father of the universe. And so I said that to him. And sometimes, you know, I, I feel God can be a man. God can be a woman, but we're not going to get into that. Not today. But <clears throat> I said that to him and I came home and, and I was so mentally drained and so physically drained because I had worked nonstop 
my regular academic term. I taught summer one. I taught summer two. And I was having issues with my job about being paid. They my, my pay was delayed. I still don't fucking know why my pay was delayed a whole month. But we're not going to get into that. And so I had 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 provided, you know, I, I would just say it this way. I was in a position that I was so low, guys. I was so low that. I told my division at, uh, chair, I didn't care what happened. I, I had become that discontented with life. And when I say I didn't care what happened, I'm not talking about that. I was going to go commit suicide, but I was so low that I stood up for myself and in standing up for myself, and I, I'm, I'm not going to tell exactly what I did because I, I don't know what the ramifications are for that. <clears throat> and I don't know who this gun is going to get in the hands of. But basically, I stood up for myself. I had been mistreated. I had not been paid. And at that point, I didn't care. What's the worst you could do to me anyway if you're not paying me on time? So... That along with everything else that was going on in my life, guys, I just, I couldn't take it anymore. So I came home and I laid down and I went to sleep. And I woke up. This was a Wednesday and I woke up that Thursday morning. And when I tell you that my life has not been the same since do I still have my issues absolutely yes but me simply telling God God I need help I can't I I just I can't do it anymore it seems as though that was what he was waiting for me to do anyway and when most people think of blessings, they think of blessings from a financial standpoint. And, and those blessings are absolutely wonderful. They really are. But to me, financial blessings are only a small portion of it. I needed my sanity back. I needed my peace. I needed my joy. I needed my smile. I needed my spunk. I needed my tenacity. I had lost all of it. Years and years and years and years of my peace being torn apart or stripped, I should say. I needed to reclaim that. <clears throat> I needed to to reactivate my my positive energy. And God did that for me. And I want you to understand that no matter what it is that you're going through, no matter what. I don't practice organized religion anymore. I am truly in tune with the spirit of God. And when I tell you, I'm not trying to convert anybody, but I'm telling you. This pandemic 
has strengthened my relationship with God in ways that I would have never thought that it would have been strengthened. And, and I, I don't, the crazy thing is I already thought it was strong. But he has <clears throat> come into my life in ways that, that I just, I'm not going to say I didn't think they were possible. I just didn't even think about it. I've taken anxiety medication for years off and on. I don't take that anymore. I've been on a low dose blood pressure pill ever since I in, injured my, uh, or actually tore my ACL in my right knee. 2014, I don't take blood pressure medicine anymore. My life has changed. And, and that doesn't mean that there are not going to be roadblocks in the future. But right now, he restored me. And so it's easy for me to be this vibrant, full of life, not giving a fuck what somebody else think of me type woman. Because you don't know what it takes to or for me to get out of the bed every day and to fight again, to adult again, to be responsible again, to make it seem like being a mom is the best thing in the world. I love my child beyond pieces, but I will be the first to tell you it is hard as fuck being a mom. It is amazing to me how something so wonderful can be so challenging at the same damn time. And so I'm going to end this podcast on the on the notion of you just don't know. And as you go throughout your day, as you go throughout your week, I want you to remain conscious before you put your mouth on somebody else, before you say what you don't like about somebody else, before you say, I wouldn't do this if I was such and such. I need you to say to yourself, I don't know what that woman or what that man is going through. So I might need to back the fuck up, excuse me, back the fuck up or shut the fuck up.